So how do you feel about services and pharmacy at the moment? I think the uptake is quite disappointing, isn't it? When, when you think that we've been for many years now wanting payment to do services. You know, we, we want the, the government to support these services. And we've got the money there to actually spend time with patients and make a real difference to them. And, and yet the take-up is, isn't particularly fantastic. There's still our colleagues out there who, who for whatever reason, you know, aren't doing NMSs or MURs or, you know, all the other enhanced services that, we're, that we've got funding for. I guess I fail to understand, given a day-to-day job, why you would choose not to speak to your customers. I think it's not so much of finding time to do something and prioritising other tasks. Because yeah. ultimately, if you're working in a pharmacy, then you can upskill staff to check prescriptions. Yeah. So if you've got an yeah. ACT, they can move some of the volume away from you. Yeah. So what more mm. would you want other than to actually speak to a customer who actually would value your advice and would actually benefit from your advice a great deal? Very often, some of the conversations I've had just over the counter, not even in, the, in an MUR context, mm. have proved really invaluable to that patient they want to see the pharmacist they want to speak to them and why wouldn't you do that I think that's the question to chuck back why wouldn't you provide a service to a customer what holds us back doing that you're showing to the public that that you're prepared to spend time with them you're you're prepared to share your your professional pharmacy knowledge with them Uh, and they're going to come back aren't they they're going to come back time and time again because because you you're making a difference you're showing them how to use an inhaler correctly. Uh, you're telling them the best time to take their medicines. Uh, you're advising them on when they get side effects, you know, how to, how to manage those side effects. Or, or even in the worst case scenario, you're saying you need to get to your GP in the next 24 hours, 12 hours, whatever. And you're showing care for that person, aren't you? And they're going to come back, you know, because you're adding value, really, aren't you, to their, exper- you know, to their experience when they come to your pharmacy. Yeah, and it's about building that relationship because yeah. very often we've, we've got a lot of data on, on patients. We, mm. we do their regular prescriptions. We can see, ooh, you know, maybe they're obviously not using their brown inhaler enough because we seem to be doing more blue prescriptions for them. Yeah. And, you know, very often pharmacists can pass comment, oh, more blue inhalers, they're obviously not under, under control. And we can very often see that by the dispensing habits of people. Because ultimately, what differentiates us between other professions or mm. or services is ultimately our knowledge, and surely we're best off using that knowledge by speaking to someone in in a in a consultation room. Yeah. I mean that knowledge being locked up, just checking prescriptions on a day to day basis in a prescription factory, is wasted in my opinion. Yeah. All that, all those training meetings that pharmacists go to, that wealth of experience can be completely wasted if they just sit there or stand there on a day-to-day basis just checking prescriptions and not using that knowledge. It's a waste. So not only is it a waste of knowledge, it's actually a disservice to the customers as well because very often those customers would benefit from that. So the new asthma patient would benefit greatly from, you know, like a control check. Um, I was speaking to a group of GPs last week about NMS. Mm-hmm. And they really felt the pharmacy can make a difference around asthma. Yeah. So if they're prescribing um, inhalers to a new patient and that becomes NMS to us, um, they would really value that that sort of follow-up so that we they can explain how to use inhaler. But actually, after a week, they could come back 
and do a little check with us. I mean, that was invaluable. And it really does, it complements what the GPs yeah. are doing. The GPs appreciate what we're doing as well. And from the customer's point of view, they're seeing, they're seeing a really good joined up service to them. They're seeing their pharmacist, doctor, working together for the benefit of themselves and that's what patients like to see they don't want to see you know mistrust or or anything like that between services and people like the attention at the end of the day if Mm. you have an mur with a patient and there's no there's no information that you've kind of given to them that's new if nothing else it's just the assurance that what they're taking is fine they've met you they've formed that personal relationship with you because very often i say to people you go to a pharmacy you should really know who your pharmacist is what it is doing is is, is like i say opening up the channels of communication so the next time that patient's got an issue they'll come to you yeah you know because they know that you're you're the guy there who's going to talk to them about their medicines i remember one of our colleagues saying to me, the, the best MUR is the next person who walks in the pharmacy. You could have been given prescription to a patient for many years, and for many years they've taken it incorrectly. You know, until you sit down and, and talk to somebody, you don't know what their issues are. Someone once said to me, you know, very often it's those ad hoc ones that really, hmm. that really add value to that patient. And I think a lot of pharmacists get bogged down. They think, oh, I'm a bit worried. My clinical knowledge might not be... Um, you know, but mm. the best MERs I've done have almost sometimes no clinical yeah. <laughs> issues. Yeah. It's more, it's it's been about practical things. Mm-hmm. It's been about healthy living advice. Yeah. You know, yeah. very, you know, I've had people come in who were were on a lot of medication. They were a recovering alcoholic, and when you got down and you really spoke to them and listened to them, the biggest issue was nothing to do with any of their medicines. It was just the fact that they were lonely. They wanted someone to speak to. So my advice basically evolved around support groups. It evolved around hobbies. And it evolved around their lifestyle and and things that they could do to stop them drinking excess alcohol or stop them gaining weight or or lots of other things. And in the privacy of the consultation room, you you could ask them, you know, do you smoke? Are you exercising every day? Are you keeping to a low-fat, low-sugar diet? You can do all that, can't you? Whereas, whereas you can't do that in the, in the middle of the pharmacy when you're just handing out a medicine. You need to go into the consultation room, uh, and, and that's where the conversation can develop. <laughs>